That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And by the way, what's your inbox looking like? Hi, Jean. Um, I'm doing well today. Um, I did my weekly review um, yesterday, and... uh, my inbox suddenly ballooned because I get messages when Apple releases new versions of their OSs, mm-hmm. and I haven't dealt with them yet. So they released a lot today, so I'm up to 33 messages. Oh, excuse me, 38 messages. <laughs> but most of them are just filed away, Yeah, will be just filed away. Um, yeah, I sent you a message this afternoon, and I thought, ooh, I'm I'm – Getting something in James's inbox right before recording time, <laughs> so he won't be at zero. Not that it's competition, because I lose every time. At this moment, I have 113 messages in my inbox, which is not bad. It's you know, it's less than last time we checked in, and there's probably a bunch of stuff that I can uh, clear out of there pretty quickly. But speaking of email, we did our big email processing episode last week. And that was uh, really interesting for us, I think, to to sort of flesh out exactly why we're using the tools we're using. But I think we got some listener feedback as well on that. Um, Yeah, I wanted to, uh, or we wanted to give a shout out to Oliver Duma, who uh, tweeted at us um, that he was motivated by uh, the podcast and, is finally systematically tackling his email inbox. So one, that's great that uh, he's working his way back to inbox zero. But he also tweeted a little more, and um, it looks like the technique he's using um, is creating a few different categorized smart mailboxes in mail um, that he's called backlog and then backlog with various kind of topics or tags, some of them done by month. And then just going back and tackling each of those in chunks. Um, so that's certainly a way that you can bucketize a bunch of your messages um, in Apple Mail and work through them without needing either SaneBox or Maelstrom. Right. Yeah, I think that's you know definitely uh, a smart way of going about it. I hadn't thought of doing anything like that, and um, I wish – Oliver, luck with that, and hopefully we'll hear if he gets to inbox zero that way, and maybe we hear um, any more insights he has. So thank you, Oliver, and Oliver is at DYMA on Twitter. Uh, Thank you so much for letting us know, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, Oliver. Um, And I also had another follow-up of my own on uh, Maelstrom when I was corresponding with the Maelstrom folks, uh, their company is actually called 410 Labs or 410 Labs, I'm not sure which. And they um, sent me some documentation of some of the uh, onboarding material they like to share with new users, which I wanted to use for a, a blog post in the not too distant future. But one of the things that I didn't know that they had was another app 
which is iOS, only called Chuck, like like Woodchuck or Chuck Out Your Mail. And I started playing around with that. And I think if anybody out there was thinking about using Maelstrom, I would also suggest giving Chuck a look because it's it's not the same app. They're not dependent on each other. You could have one or the other. Um, you might want to have both depending on the volume of your email because uh, they in their FAQs, uh, one of the, the questions is, how does Chuck compare to Maelstrom? And they mentioned somewhere um, that Chuck uh, – Chuck can process several thousands of messages at once, while Maelstrom can handle millions at a time. And I have to say, when I read the word millions of emails at a time, my whole body just like cringed. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) gosh, I hope I never need anything like that. But um, I think that's an interesting um, comparison. Thousands should be enough for me. um, And if it's not, then... Something is very wrong, but uh, there are a couple of features that Maelstrom has that Chuck doesn't have that are power features, but Chuck does offer a free version um, that works with one account. So if you just have one account and you want to clear out email, um, file it efficiently, very fast, uh, I would suggest, and you have an iPad or an iPhone, um, I suggest trying out Chuck uh, and seeing if you like that. I, I went ahead and upgraded to the pro version because I wanted to try it with all my email in it. So every account and whereas my Maelstrom account currently, the one I'm at is limited to three email accounts. Chuck pro can take more than that. I don't know if there's a, uh, upper limit, but I think I put six email accounts into it. Um, which begs the question, do I have too many email accounts? That's for another show. <laughs> so yes, I, I I I will be reporting back um, on Chuck as well as when we go forward. But it's very nicely done. Um, it has nice gestures. I use my iPad a lot, and so the idea of not having to come back to my um, my Mac wherever I happen to be to process email is appealing to me, and um, it's very very um, well-reviewed on the iTunes store. So that um, it inspired me to take it, take it for a spin. And I suggest that users who are interested in that type of email processing do the same. I'll have to take a look. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can use it, James, like with one account for free and maybe, you know, that's where you go to when you need to do a little bit more batch processing than mm-hmm. Samebox offers you. So like a, on a day like today, for example, <laughs> you might want to give right. it a try. <laughs> um, because I know what you mean. Apple will um, send a lot of emails when something happens, you know, on the operating system. Or then, of course, you get the emails that say, hey, new iPads available, <laughs> new, mm-hmm. new Macs available. And Yes, we are recording this on Apple Product Announcement Day. Um, part two. Part for two. This year. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sequel. The sequel. Bigger devices, um, not phones, um, iPads, Macs. And I heard there was a Mac Mini too, but I did not listen. James did listen. 
I'm trying to avoid as much news about it as I can because as soon as I start hearing the details, I start um, putting together my rationalizations for upgrading everything I have. <laughs> that's that's exactly yes. That's exactly what they want you to do. Yes, hey, they're smart about that at Apple. Mm. Who knew? <laughs> well, and usually they manage to come out with things that cause you to want to make rationalizations. Also. Yes. Oh yes. Of, I need I would be so much more productive if I just had this yep. other thing. This other thing, just one more thing. <laughs> if I had one if I had one more thing from Apple, then I'd be the most productive person ever. Yeah. Um Oh, so um that reminds me though. So today was uh was that product announcement and it was on the East Coast, so it started at 7 a.m. on the West Coast, but I was up to watch it. Um, so today we had we we had set a recording schedule, a time to yep. record, and this is the sort of thing where your trusted system has the right information in it, and for some reason we are going to record at 3 p.m. and I had it in my head we we're recording at four. <laughs> and so I completely missed my three o'clock appointment with Gene. Um, and I looked at the calendar today multiple times and <laughs> I, I feel like it magically changed from four to three somewhere without my knowing it. Yeah. There's the trusted system. No trusted system can overcome a persistent, uh, brain that wants things to be a certain way. <laughs> That's right. Yes, no trusted system can overcome occasional human incompetence. That's <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I have done that myself. You get a number in your head and then you think you know it and you know, you you I don't think there's I don't know if there's any hack for getting around that kind of user uh failure. <laughs> And I know usually a uh, like a reminder would pop up or what have you, but for whatever reason, I didn't sleep well last night, so I kind of closed my eyes a bit this afternoon, um, and so I wasn't able to see any reminders. And anyway, yeah. that's what happened. That's what happened to me today. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just one of those things we uh, we know that. Uh, um, things happen. I mean, the fact is that you and I, we communicate on at least two or three channels that I'm aware of, <laughs> not including recording podcasts, but you know, we, we have emails, we have texts. Sometimes mm -hmm. we, we, um, have reason to communicate over social media. And so there's a lot of inputs for sure. And I know, you know, for myself as well, like the whole scheduling of this uh, recording today, I had forgotten that you had suggested a time in text. And in my mind, I must have decided, oh, yes, I confirmed that with James and already put it in the calendar. But only when I looked at my calendar yesterday, and I thought, huh, tomorrow is a day without a dot you know, as, mm -hmm. as I call those days that have nothing scheduled on them. And that, you know, 
that reminded me that I had mentioned to you, oh, Tuesday's good. It's a day without a dot. So I had obviously not put the correct dot on Tuesday to until yesterday afternoon. So in some ways, it's my fault <laughs> because it hasn't been sitting on your calendar because you've been waiting for me to get back to you. But there's no, also no like automatic way for you to remember that I haven't gotten back to you. And so. So this is what, episode 29? Oh. Is it? I don't, I'm, I think so. It is episode 29. And so, you know, 28, 28 episodes without a scheduling fallop. That's pretty good. That's true. I mean, now we need, it's kind of like one of those things like there's been this many days without a work accident. Yeah. And this many episodes without us fouling up the scheduling. Yeah. Now this, we have to set it back to one. Well, my day yesterday got kind of thrown into complete uh, and utter chaos at the end of the day, which everything, <laughs> another thing you can't predict or really uh, correct for. Um, it's not so much my my trusted system, but just a a little mishap in the kitchen turned into quite the drama. Um, well, you posted this picture that looked like <laughs> like a haunted house, like you know, serial killer scene or something. I know. Well, um, so <laughs> I, I think probably you should post it to. Uh, to the weekly review too, so yes. folks know what we're talking about. But, um, but yeah, what happened? How did you how did you turn your basement into <laughs> into a house of horrors? Well, it all started with me putting down a grocery bag that was a little bit out of balance. I guess um, turning my back, I heard a sound, and in my mind, I thought it, I was expecting the guinea pigs to make noise because I bought new groceries and they assume everything is guinea pig treats. They hear the plastic <laughs> bags <laughs> rattling when I put the produce away. And I was, I guess a part of my mind was already focused on them. And it was like this swoosh of a sound. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? And then I, I turn around and I see like that bag has fallen to the floor and red wine is just like, you know, oozing out of the, of the whole, you know, mess. Like, so the glass didn't go everywhere because it was still in a bag, but the wine was definitely just like pooling. And I thought, oh my God, you know, and then it just, it, it always surprises me when I have a little mishap like that. But I have learned over the years not to go into like, you know, cursing and stressing out mode because mm -hmm. there's no point. It, and it's just like, okay, I'm going to clean this up now. So I go into to productivity mode of like, okay, let me get some rags so I can mop up this this wine. Let me go down to the basement where I have some extra rags. And as I walk into the basement, I'm looking at this scene I can't even comprehend because I see like red splatter all over my laundry basket and red, you know, liquid flowing towards the drain in my basement. And it turns out there's a hole in the floor of my kitchen right over where I keep my laundry. Oh, no. <laughs> and it apparently I've never spilled anything that, you know, that much, you know, that had that much liquid 
because I think I would have noticed that <laughs> before, you know, with water, let's say, drop a, a glass of water or anything like that. It's apparently not happened in 10 years. But, and of course, it's red wine. I had a bottle, I had two bottles in that bag, and the red wine broke and not the white wine. And I would have been happy if it was the other way around. But this is just mishap with a capital M. So, yeah. And as I'm standing looking at it, I feel drops on my head. And I'm like looking up, and that's when I realize it's leaking from the ceiling oh, of the basement. And and it's, it is like a horror scene. You know, I feel like I'm in some slasher movie and blood is dripping. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it really took me like, I don't know how many seconds, but it was one of those things that you, this is what you do not expect. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's never on my list of things. Um, so I... <laughs> Um, but I had the presence of mind to photograph it because I'm like, before I clean this up, I need to photograph it. And it actually looked even a little more ghoulish when I first walked in because the wine was, you know, the, the, the pool of red wine flowing into the drain was a little bit thicker than it is. And, um, once, you know, it had drained a little bit. Um, but never mind that. <laughs> I don't know. I sound like I'm such a ghoul and I'm not, but I am a, a fan of the detective, you know, genre. And I have watched many series and read many books where the scene is not out of place at all. So I just, you know, then the cleanup process became like a whole different thing. It took me a minute to realize, oh, this laundry has to be washed right now. Anyway, there's, there's the cleaning up the wine so that my house doesn't smell like a red wine you know, tasting room, although mm -hmm. it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> and once I got that cleaned up and once I was, once I got the laundry started, I just looked at everything and thought, okay, I'm calling this a do over <laughs> for tomorrow because nothing really urgent has to happen now. I also had to try to figure out where the, the wine was leaking from while it was leaking and think about what's what's the latest house project now that right. goes onto my list getting getting the floor replaced not replaced but i i don't think it'll be a big deal but it is a little concerning that there's uh that kind of leak from the kitchen to the basement uh you know you wouldn't want that to go unfixed so I was joking to you over text like wow your to-do list can change in <laughs> In the blink of an eye. That's and very true. I didn't enter any of this onto OmniFocus. So I haven't. <laughs> That's you know, right. I didn't sit there and say, hmm, must, you know, clear up glass shards and wipe up red wine and mop up kitchen floor and w do laundry. So there's all those things I could have checked off if to do lists. That's right. You know, and it's more than one action. So it's a project. Yeah. Many little projects. <laughs> um, so uh, I know that sometimes, you know, I like to think about like, what have I accomplished since I last talked to James? And I will say, well, I accomplished dealing with the surprise house um, mishap that wasn't on my list and isn't still not on my list. But, but um, getting probably getting my brother-in-law to come over and help me move the oven and have a look at the floor underneath the oven because that seems to be the first 
the next step. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and I guess the reason I got on this is just, it's so funny how life goes like in an opposite direction <laughs> of your mm-hmm. plan for the evening. Mine, which was, I had some stuff to cook. I was going to make something that red wine, you know, was involved. And so that was off the list. And I just, you know, basically I just, once I got to a stopping point with the cleanup, I said, okay, where's that white wine? And <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to drink some of this white wine and eat some, uh, I, I, what's some frozen uh, spring rolls that are in the freezer for dinner and watch a movie on Netflix and call it good. Well, I guess even though um, this is going to be, this will post two days afterwards, this would count then as our, our Halloween episode. (laughs) And you did make something with that red wine. It just happened to be a really creepy picture as opposed (laughs) to a meal. That's true. And the picture will last a lot longer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, but yeah, anyway, so if I had, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it just makes me think like, would it be useful to have a checklist of like, here's what I do when mishaps happen? <laughs> because then it might feel less, uh, less like, you know, oh my God, where do I start? Um, and the final thing on the list could be, and now have another glass of wine and, <laughs> and watch Netflix and forget about it. Cause that's just life. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I did years ago, a friend gave me a book that was pretty interesting. I, I wish I could remember the title of it, but it was, um, the theme of it was how to deal with like major life you know, problems, not mishaps, you know, but when, um, you know, things go wrong or, you know, bad things happen, that Mm -hmm. happens to everybody. And it was an interesting book. But the one thing that I took away from it is that the author suggested, um, you know, go around your house, your environment, and make sure that there aren't things that will cause a problem, you know, (laughs) will cause something bad to happen to you that you could fix right now. And I I took that as like, don't make extra, you know, work for yourself by say, putting a bag of groceries that has two bottles in it, plus other stuff without really making sure it's secure, or maybe just unload those two bottles before you put it down. Like that's definitely going to be my modus operandi going forward. Um, with wine or anything that could spill is that why take a chance? It's not really worth it. Um, mm-hmm. At the time when I read the book, I was living in this little apartment that had a loft area that was like so not to code in terms of its like safety. It was fine for me because I didn't play on the, the circular staircase or <laughs> run around like, you know, up in the balcony that really didn't have good um uh, you know, railing to fa- pre- prevent somebody from falling. Mm-hmm. But I did at that time, my niece and nephew were toddlers. And I thought, this is stupid that you don't fix this like right now, because any mishap with those kids is going to be terrible. And that, mm-hmm. will, that will cause you to have a, 
a problem that you could have avoided easily. So not to be like all morose. <laughs> and and I know that it's impossible to totally, you know, childproof your life or, you know, right. bubble wrap everybody. <laughs> but um, there's a couple of things around the house that I have um, been procrastinating on to um, that I think, you know what, I'd like to get this fixed before it, um, it maybe causes a problem for me or for a guest. So yeah, I have that chef knife mobile that I have over my bed. <laughs> I, maybe I should think about moving that somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a gift. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think your your house is newer than mine and you have fewer, you know. That's true. Points of failure. Although I got something, I think it might need some – uh, earthquake retrofitting. Oh yeah, but um, I have to look into that. It's on my list. So. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, I'll get to it before an earthquake happens. Mm, oh wow, it's it's just it's disaster and macabre <laughs> episode. Yes, everybody, you're, you, we say you should do your weekly review after you finish listening, but you're. Totally welcome to do your review with a glass of your preferred beverage that calms you down. Because we didn't mean to stress you out in this episode, but if we have, we apologize. And also don't store oily rags. Right. That's a fire hazard. That's right. And and clean your – I learned that in grade school. (laughs) That's right. Um, Clean your lint traps of your dryers. That's that's a fire hazard too that people don't realize how – how flammable that stuff is. Come on, people. So, wow, we are really veering off topic now. This is <laughs> We are. I think we may be at the end of the at of the end of the episode. I think we better get this wrapped up before we really um just bum everybody out and they stop listening to the show. So, don't forget you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. Um we're on micro.blog at the Weekly Review and on Twitter at Weekly Review FM. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast, unless, of course, uh, this episode has just been too much of a downer. Please wait until next week and rate us then. But it does help us find new listeners, and we do like to get the feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thank you. You got some things you want to get done. And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun.